taking a break from our Spring Cleaning of the Heart and Mind series to encourage moms. In today's episode, I'm getting real. Real about your worth, real about the struggles of motherhood, because this gig is hard, and real about what changed the game for me personally. We're talking about breaking the approval cycle, the courage to be authentic, unrealistic expectations, and that phrase that plagues far too many of us, not enough. There's truth in today's episode for every woman, but moms out there know we think you're amazing. Happy Mother's Day, and thanks for being here. Hi, I'm Becky, the host of the Girl on a Hill podcast, where we encourage you to stop hiding, start shining, and to be the woman you were created to be. You can download Girl on a Hill podcast on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and now, let's head to the hill. Hello, and welcome to Girl on a Hill. I am changing things up just a little bit this week and taking some time to acknowledge moms. I know Mother's Day has passed, but it just it was really on my heart that I wanted to stop and do a special Mother's Day episode for all of you out there. But before we get going... I wanted to take a second and just acknowledge that Mother's Day and even talking about anything related to parenting and motherhood can be complicated and even triggering for some people. There can be a lot of pain and sadly judgment that surrounds Mother's Day for many women. And I want you to know that we see you. Some of us on the hill are you. Some of us on the hill have walked through miscarriage infertility, the loss of our mother, complicated mother-child relationships, and not having children. And I'm convinced that just not enough people talk about these things. And so, so many women end up walking alone. And you're not. You are not alone. And if you are walking through something hard, or if Mother's Day bubbles your grief up to the surface, or if it's washing over you in waves... I just want you to know that we acknowledge your pain and your feelings with you. And if you are one of our listeners who is not a mother, either by choice or by circumstance, please know that we see and love you. And please don't ever let anyone make you feel like you are somehow less of a woman than someone with children. That's ridiculous. You are enough, 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 enough. So I just really wanted to do this because, I mean, while I love talking to and encouraging all women, I've always had this special burden on my heart for moms. Advocate for moms is even part of my social media profile information because it's just that important to me. Because listen, this mothering gig, it's hard, crazy hard, and not very many people say that. It's almost like we're afraid to admit it out loud. Heck, I've even met women who firmly believe that a mother under no circumstance should ever talk about needing a break or even want time alone. And it's those types of beliefs and this cultural notion that we're supposed to relish every second of motherhood that can leave so many of us feeling shame, feeling like we're not measuring up or wondering what is wrong with us? The answer is nothing, by the way. Nothing is wrong with you. You are human. And if you're a mom with kids still in the house, doesn't matter if they're babies, teenagers, 
It probably will not surprise you one little bit that one of the most common fantasies of mothers with kids is an extended hospital stay. (laughs) I laugh, but I have been there. We literally fantasize about a week or even a weekend in a quiet room where there is no bickering, no toys to pick up, and no one dictating how they want their PB&J prepared. Never mind that we all dread the thought of what the house would look like when we got back from the hospital, but oh, that week of beautiful, glorious silence and time alone. Because let's let's be real. Motherhood is loud and messy. It's a 24-7 responsibility that is expected to be carried out with the joy and vigor of Mary Poppins. Moms often feel drained, emptied, and exhausted physically, mentally, and emotionally. And so often, just when we think we have it figured out, the game changes and our child or children enter a new stage of development or life and we have to figure everything out all over again. And even though most of us find ourselves exhausted, depleted, and frazzled on more evenings than we care to admit, there are some that believe we are never to admit it. Certainly not out loud. We're supposed to do things like savor every moment. Well, let's get real here. Not every moment of motherhood is savory. And I don't know any woman capable of 24-7 joy and vigor. Most of us haven't slept real well in many years. But yeah, we're supposed to suck it up, slap on a smile, and continually up our game to meet expectations, both real and imaginary, mind you. And don't even think about being honest when someone asks, hey, how are you doing? Because good moms, I'm doing air quotes here, you can't see me. Good moms don't get tired, crave alone time, feel like a screw up, lose their temper, or plot out things they'd like to do to Caillou, right? Hmm. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, I have had women tell me in earnest how much they hate it when moms mention wanting a break or complain about motherhood being hard. And I know these women are not isolated in these feelings. Many people believe that becoming a mom means laying aside yourself completely. And yes, becoming a mother does mean reprioritizing our lives. We meet their needs first. We willingly sacrifice our time, careers, sleep, the best cookie in the box. And we do those things out of a genuine and selfless love. But we're still human, still women, still individuals, still people with very real needs that deserve to be met. And admitting that your needs aren't being met doesn't make you a bad mom. Let me be really clear. Motherhood is a gift, and it's one I do not take for granted. I am constantly humbled and amazed that God entrusted me with my four precious kids. As I watch them learn and grow, there are days where I can't believe I get to be their mom, or that I ever had a hand in making or raising someone so incredible. I love my kids, and I love them unconditionally, but there are moments, days, seasons, where I don't cherish every moment or feel like I have anything else to give. And if I'm being really honest, where I don't feel like there's anything else I want to give. I want us to get really comfortable admitting out loud that this motherhood thing is tough. I want us to agree to stop 
judging the moms who are brave enough to struggle in front of other people. That is brave. It takes an insane amount of courage to be real when everyone else is working so hard to maintain the I have it all together act. Admitting that you're tired, frustrated, afraid, or overwhelmed doesn't make you weak. It makes you authentic. And it's hard enough to do what we do. And keeping up that super mom, again in air quotes, not a thing, act just makes it tougher. So please make like Elsa and let it go. Super mom does not exist. I run a blog, Chasing Supermom, and that is where I got the name because I realized early on in the stay-at-home mom thing that Supermom wasn't real, and I would always just be chasing her, a never-ending chase for a cape that no one was going to give me that isn't real. It's something unattainable. And wouldn't the world be a better place if we all just quit the chase and just got real with each other? If we could be our real selves on our real journey? So today I want to be real with you. I want to be real about your worth, real about the struggle, and real about what changed the game for me personally. In the past, when I would get asked about what I do for a living, I know moms just love that question, I'd reply that I was just a mom. So many of us are so quick to dismiss the importance of who we are as mothers. Now, on days like Mother's Day, which just happened a couple days ago, it's easier to recognize the gravity of our position. We have hanging flower baskets, plates of French toast, and children on their best behavior, or at least kids trying to be on their best behavior. There's gratitude, praise, and extra helpings of love. But when the glow of Mother Day fades away and the real world comes screaming back, I don't ever want you to let yourself start to feel like you're just a mom again. Don't ever let the spilt cereal, the dumped out tub of Legos, and Mount Laundry steal your importance. Don't let sibling rivalry, less than perfect meatloaf, and endless diapers make you forget who you are. Now, you know it wouldn't be an episode of Girl on a Hill without my definitions. But before I get to my personal definition of what a mother is, today I have a few very special guests to share their definition of what a mom is. A mom is someone who is patient, caring, and gives advice to her loved ones when they need it. A mom is fun, kind, silly, smart, and amazing. A mom is kind, awesome, funny, she helps me, someone who plays with me. A mom is super fun. A mom is someone who cares for you, loves you unconditionally, gives you hugs, help you when you're upset, helps you in general. Like if you need help cleaning your room, if you need help on your school and stuff like that. Those were my four amazing kids, Hannah, Henry, Harry, and Harper. And you know what? I didn't tell them what to say. I, had, I didn't know what they were going to write. Those were their honest opinions. And I have a feeling if you asked your child what a mom is, they would say something really similar. And what I didn't hear in those lists are all the ways that we so often describe our role. So many moms reduce their role as a mother to just a list of the tasks and duties we perform on a daily basis. We're going around describing ourselves as the cook, the maid, the chauffeur, the nurse, the entertainer. Tasks. 
I do the laundry. I drive to T-ball. I check the homework. Never mind that you had to relearn how to do fifth grade math. But in reality, you are so much more. You are the glue that holds your family together. You are your child's first teacher. You are an example, a provider, a confidant, a friend, a trusted advisor, and the world's most powerful CEO. Don't you ever let yourself say that you are just a mom. Even on your worst day, when the house is a disaster and corn dogs are what's for dinner. Even when your child is a grade level behind in math. Even when you lose your cool and yell, and we all do it. Even when the laundry piles up, you are everything. And it doesn't matter if you were a natural or if this thing called motherhood is something you are slowly growing into. What matters is your love. And you could hear it. You could hear it in those kids' answers. What matters is your love. You sacrifice sleep, energy, time, privacy, personal space, and preferences. You care for, pray for, encourage, support, listen to, and provide for those children. You are modeling what a mother, a wife, a friend, a sister, a daughter looks like. You are their center of influence. You are their biggest fan. You are daily showing them what true love looks like. You are who they need. You are the voice of comfort, reason, and acceptance. You are the person they cling to when scared and run to when excited. Your children don't need perfection. They don't need fancy. They don't need the mom who triggers you, the woman you're envious of, or the mom you likely wrongly believe has it all together all the time. All they need is you, flaws and all. You are not just a mom. You are a mom. And like I said, being a mom is no small or easy thing. It's hard. But a few years ago, I had a revelation. A sobbing on the back porch kind of revelation. I had made motherhood so much harder than it needed to be. Sometimes I still feel myself slipping back into the pattern I was in that made the toughest job on earth that much tougher. But at least now I know. I'm going to share that revelation with you. For a time, I had four kids under the age of five. Sometimes people ask me how I ever got through those years, and I'll smile and tell them that honestly, I have no idea. I have a mug that says this mom runs on Jesus and coffee, but back then I wasn't even a coffee drinker yet. So I guess it was just by the grace of Jesus that I made it through those years. But I was weary. I would never have let you know that. But oh, how my soul longed for peace, longed for quiet. And as I think about the version of myself that was so desperately yearning for that solitude, I cannot help but think about the way my life has changed. Back then, I was dealing with a baby, a slightly older baby, a preschooler, and a kindergartner. My whole life was wrapped up in caring for those kids. Now, those same kids, the ones you just heard, they still need me. But now, as teenagers and tweens, they aren't quite as dependent on me. I've left behind the strollers, the sippy cups, and thank you, Lord, the diapers, and the need to live around a napping schedule. We're in a whole new phase of life. I am in a whole new phase of life. My life has changed, but more importantly, I've changed. I realize now that I don't think it was merely having four kids in six years 
that made me so desperate for the alone time, so eager for the respite. Oh, this still gets me. It was the striving. It was the constant hustling and the ache to prove myself that wore me out. I wasn't just physically tired. My soul was tired. My life was all about the proof. Oh, and it should have been and could have been all about my babies. I felt deep within my soul that I had something to prove. Making the transition from having a career that I was great at to becoming a stay-at-home mom was really tough on me. And I believed the lie that because I was no longer bringing in money, that I had better be the best darn wife and mother the world had ever seen so I could prove and earn my worth. And I had a lot of wrong ideas about what the best wife and mother looked like. And if my kids weren't the smartest, if my house wasn't the cleanest, if I didn't do X amount of crafts and learning activities, if we didn't go on enough outings, then I wasn't enough. That was always the answer and the thought in my mind. I wasn't enough. So I'd better do more and be more and make sure that I was everything to everyone. I wanted to prove my worth to the world, to my friends and family to the acquaintances on social media, to the readers on my blog, and to myself. So, when I wasn't parenting, like someone would magically show up at my doorstep with a gold star award, waited for that one for a long time, it's never coming. Sorry to burst that bubble. And when I wasn't hustling for likes on social media with snaps of my so-called perfect life, most of those are totally fake, by the way, I was setting crazy expectations for myself. Inventing even more ways to complicate motherhood and create more frustration, more tears, and layers of mental and emotional exhaustion. And then whenever I would inevitably fail to live up to the unrealistic expectations I'd set for myself in parenting, I'd crash. And the lies about my worthiness would sneak back in, and I'd find new ways to hustle, prove, and pretend. Now, I've always been a reader, and I told myself from the time I was a little girl that I was going to grow up and be Miss Honey. Now, if you don't know Miss Honey, she is the teacher-turned-parent in my all-time favorite children's book, Matilda. And oh, how I wanted to be her. Miss Honey was soft-spoken, incredibly patient, and always had time to play. She was the kind of parent who moved all the furniture out of the way to roller skate in the house. She and Matilda read on a blanket under a beautiful weeping willow tree. And from just a few pages of a book and a montage from a movie, I had determined what a good, there's that quotation marks again, what a good parent looked like. And then I saw all the ways that I had failed to live up to that. I'd never moved the furniture so the kids could roller skate in the house. And sure, I read to the kids, but there was no weeping willow tree. I wasn't always patient. I wasn't Miss Honey, and therefore I wasn't enough. Now, maybe you haven't held yourself up against a character from a book or a movie. But I'm almost certain you've allowed comparison to sneak into your life. We have all seen the highlight reels of friends and acquaintances on social media and then compared those to our real, actual, nitty-gritty, dirty life the things you don't see on social media or displayed up on the silver screen. 
And let me tell you, our lives as parents and as mothers can often feel so repetitive and so mundane. There's laundry, making lunch, solving problems, more laundry, picking up popsicle wrappers and getting kids into bed. It can be and feel so overwhelming and so draining. And if we're being honest, boring. There's navigating seasons of change. There's the heartache of watching your child walk through pain. And there's that feeling of being so stretched thin that you think you just might break. Sometimes you feel like you're doggy paddling with all your might just to keep your head above water. And because I felt those things, those very real, human, normal things, I felt like I wasn't enough. The good moms I'd built up in my head, based on idealized, fictional, and the moms that I thought were living that way based off their social media posts, none of them seemed to be exhausted, have dirty bathrooms, wear sweatpants, serve box macaroni, cry alone in their bedrooms, or get bored playing trains and tea party. And I did. And it washed over me. The grief and the expectations and the feelings like, I'm not the mom I should be. We have a tendency to pick ourselves apart piece by piece until we are no longer a woman, a mother, a friend, a daughter, but merely a pile of flaws and mistakes. We hold ourselves to impossible and often fictionalized standards, and then we berate ourselves when we inevitably fail to meet them. I spent so many years in a constant hustle, desperately trying to prove my worth as a parent. There was a physical ache to prove that I was enough, and it took a toll, a serious toll on my body, mind, and soul. And I look back, and I wonder if those years would have been easier if I'd just let go of my desire to be approved and realized my inherent worth and the gravity of my purpose. If I had recognized my extraordinary ordinary and let that be enough, how could that have changed that very difficult phase of parenting? I will never know. I can't go back. But I can start believing today. I can start living from a place of worthiness and watch the way that affects this phase of parenting I'm in. And I want it for you as well. You are enough. Please, friend, stop striving. Stop hustling for approval. A regular life is enough. How rich a blessing to get to raise good people. What incredible purpose a mother has. You are of great worth. Mothering like we have something to prove is exhausting, and it's not for you. Parenting is always going to be hard. (laughs) I wish I could tell you that it gets easier. It just changes. It's always changing. It gets easier, and then it gets harder, and then it gets easier, and then it gets harder. They need you less. They need you more. And there will be days and seasons when you find yourself needing more rest and soul care than others. But my prayer for you is that your mind, body, and soul won't get to the point of depletion where you find yourself longing for day after day of rest. Oh, friend, I hope for you that you never again have to dream of a week away in a hospital. Your soul needn't be so tired. 
Now, physical tiredness, I can't really help you there. That part does get better. But your soul, your soul doesn't need to ache. The striving and the seeking for approval and the perfecting, which isn't a thing, it's just not worth it. It robs you, it drains you, and it takes away the joy of today and always has your eyes glued to the next thing you can do. Please don't let your head hit your pillow one more night believing that you are not enough. Don't let your past mistakes cause you to lose sight of the incredible job that you are doing. Your kids don't need Miss Honey or that perfectly filtered mama on Instagram. They've already got who they need. You are who those babies need. You are the shoulder and the ear for your teenager. You are the comforting arms for your toddler. You are the safe place for your tween and the home base for your grown child. You may not be whole, happy, or the person you want to be right now. Every day may be more difficult than the day before. No matter what mountain you're facing or what hole you feel like you're in, know that you right now, flaws and all, are exactly the mother your child needs. On purpose, for a purpose. You are loved, you are valuable, and you are enough. You are enough as is. And when we start living like we believe that, we find what we need to keep going. That rest that comes from us within. Mama, I love you. You are doing a great job. You are. This parenting thing is so tough. Please stop living like you have something to prove and just recognize. Oh, recognize the gravity of your worth. Recognize that there is nobody else on earth who could do the job that you are doing, which is being a mama to your babies. They love you and they see your worth sometimes when you don't. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, we love you here on the Hill. You mean the world to us. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. And we'll see you back next Wednesday. You've been listening to the Girl in a Hill podcast. Please help us out by sharing the podcast with your friends, connecting with us on social media, and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. We're here to climb the hill with you as we all work to stop hiding, start shining, and be the women we were created to be. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.